Vikings. It's Sophie here. I'm going to be your anchor with my friend Lincoln. Hey, how's it going? We're super excited to be hosting the podcast this year. This is our first episode. Um, we've got a lot of new people in like the, as the members, and we've got a few of the same old people. So, you know, there's me. There's um, the person that does our music, Svea. They're still here. And um, Taylor, Taylor Butt, she's still um, designing stuff and doing some editing, but you will not be hearing her voice. She's here nonetheless. We appreciate her. We appreciate her all the same. Exactly. So let's talk about some of the segments that we've got, because we've got some new segments. We've got some older ones, mostly just what I was doing. But so, Lincoln, let, tell us about your segment. Oh, I'm just doing a movie review. Uh you know what? No, I'll keep it a little secret until it until it comes. A little secret. A little okay. secret. Um, first up, we've got Josh Jacobs, and what he's gonna do is he's got a segment going where it's like, um, basically for a month or so, he does he tries something new that he's never done before, and then he, I guess, talks about it and like the learning experience, progress checks. Pro- yes. Yeah. So that's gonna be the first segment you'll hear, and then. After that, we've got an interview with a foreign exchange student from Germany. Her name's Kiana, and um, Emma is doing is interviewing her. She uh, she does stuff for the Gazette. Gazette, yeah. Yep. And then after that, you've got my crash course, which if you were listening last year, you would know that that's a segment that I did. We know it. We love it. It's whatever. Welcome back. Welcome back. Did I rip it off from John Green? Yes. As you should. Can they sue me? No. And then after that, we've got Link's movie review. That's a little secret. A little secret. Just for now. For now. Until later. Keep on listening and you'll figure it out. Thank you. Gotta keep them waiting, you know? (laughs) Keep them on their toes. (laughs) Anyways, keep listening. And, you know, have fun. This is going to be a great year for the podcast. I can feel it. I... Think, I think it'll go good. It's going to be amazing. I have hope. Have hope. It's all you can have. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my section of the podcast, The Viking Voice. Um, I'm Josh, as people already probably uh, announced when they uh, segued into my section. But today I'm going to be talking about what I've done this month, the skill that I have done, and uh, my progress throughout the month. And... Uh, it was very fun. It was it was just a few lessons that had to be learned and uh all right. <laughs> um I well, the one the skill that I choose or the game, I guess, is uh Tetris. I tried uh for a month I tried on and off or just consistently anyway, like pretty much like an hour a day on, on average. Probably did like twenty hours in total. I've uh played Tetris Specifically on the version on the NES. Now, the reason why I chose that version is because of how hard it is and how difficult it pretty much is in general. Like the uh, overall speed of the blocks going down at a specific level and uh, the strategy and whatnot. So the difference between uh, Tetris on the NES and Modern is that you have a lot more time to uh, place them when it's uh, place the uh, the blocks when they're on the ground, which makes it which gives you a lot less time to think, and you have to like think a bit ahead of time while blocks go down, right? And uh, and I think it's really hard, and I've seen a lot of competitive. There's a lot. Of, there's like a huge or just a bigger competitive scene in the 
NES or Tetris on the NES. And I think that it was pretty cool when I watched it for on and off for a few years now. And uh, I'm going to go through some of the strategies I, I knew coming in and then coming out. So what I started with is that, you know, is that um, the, the main goal I want to do is get a Tetris, which means clearing four lines at once. And uh, that gives you like a huge score boost. And it's just uh, 20,000 starting off its first day. And that's not a lot. Like a lot of people could just do that in about like eight lines. Yeah, it's not very good. But I think I think it's it's a stunning point. And I kept on going for a few days. I uh, went through I, I got a new Brazil best five days later of 60,428 starting off at level nine. So the reason why I am going to jot off where I start, which levels I started in is because, well, uh, when you student levels, student scores, like when you get a Tetris, for example, it varies when you when you go to level to level, and it gets higher to the higher level you go to. So, a lot of people who play regularly will start at level eighteen because it's a comfortable enough speed that people can play in, and those people can play in. But also, it's a uh, the score boost you get from it is a lot, and a lot of people can uh, get very high scores starting off at level eighteen, and. Level nine is a pretty good start starting starting off, but a lot of people start it with level five because it's very slow, and beginners usually start off then. But I didn't know that, so they jumped a gun and went to level nine, starting off. About four days later, after my next best, I got a, I got my first one hundred thousand points on level nine. Level nine startup and. Uh, it was very, it was great. I honestly didn't, in like the first 10 days of playing the game and trying consistently, I got, I already got a hundred thousand, which is one knife to the maximum amount of points you can get in the game without mo modifying the game at all, which is called a max out. It's uh 999,999 uh, points you have to get. So being a one knife there, in 10 days is very fast. I've talked to a lot of people within the community and they have said that that's very fast and you're doing very well. You have to, you can keep, you have to keep going. And, uh, it was very, I don't know if it's inspiring, but it was very encouraging because I've talked to other people who play and, and who have been playing for months and seeing that's how fast I've been, uh, progressing. It's great to learn or it's great to hear. Two days later, I uh, got 83,953 points, starting off at level 12, which is actually very surprising for me. Like, I did, that was very good. Like, I feel like that was very lucky of me. It was very, it was faster, but I got a score boost and uh, it rewarded me. The next day, however, I got a, a new personal best of 119,231 points. Starting at level five. Well, starting at level five because it was slower and I can get a lot more Tetrises and it's just easier to get, rack up a lot of points. However, after a few days, I didn't really get a personal best. Like level five was just too slow for me at that point. So I kept consistently starting off at level nine. And after after a little while, it paid off. I didn't get a personal best, but it's 1,000 off with. 118,982 points, starting off at level 9. And 
that was the last personal best I got. Like for about now, for a few days now, it's been te- like about ten days, nine days now. It's I'm recording this on the twenty eighth. Haven't gotten a personal best since. I'm not discouraged by that in all means because instead of progressing in my personal best, I started becoming a lot more consistent. Like I started consistently getting better points. Like I feel like if I can like start off just playing the game right now. I can get uh, 80,000 80, points like after one or two tries. Like, I've seen oh, myself become a lot more consistent with the game, how I clear and how smooth my gameplay is. However, I just didn't get a personal best after a while. And uh, although that may be discouraging for some, uh, seeing how I've grown after a few days is absolute, uh, after like three weeks is great. And, uh, it's uh it was fun honestly it was fun so what picked it up was from uh watching and uh watching other people play the game who are in a higher level seeing what patterns they pick up see how they play their play style their um the mindset or just like where they play stuff after a while and it's and i picked up off of those players while uh Doing while well, uh, doing doing it myself, and uh, the other one is I watched a, a playlist, a few videos on a playlist about a seven-time world champion of NES Tetris named Jonas Neubauer, who was an amazing person, an amazing uh, an amazing player too, who has helped a lot of people get into the game and uh, really just help a lot of people in general he was and when he uh got his throne taken by uh a rookie he was very uh he was very sportsmanship and uh, he was amazing just amazing person so i watched a lot a few playlists of his where he went through a few strategies you want to know when you start the game like just straight up like after 50 seconds there he told you like a strategy to uh Make uh to uh kind of like make your uh pieces into a kind of like a uh a like a step going up the left going off uh going up the left and when you want to clear a Tetris you would want to stack it up and make it flat make the uh, staircase into like a flat surface with, like four lines up and then you can align a Tetris and then another video is called was something called a double well where you can uh. It gives you a lot more leeway for uh, for putting blocks down into the well, and also uh, make sure you don't drop or you don't like misplace anything, or you're just not screwed in general. And I think that's where my consistency came from is doing the double well, and it was great. It was it was a lot more consistent. So there's a playlist. You just I, I'm gonna look at YouTube, see what YouTube shows I can uh, get it from. So uh, just sits up. NES Tetris tutorial Jonas and there's you can always see uh, Tetris 101 with Jonas Dubow there's a playlist you can go to and you can watch the uh, you can watch it but the first three videos are just are just some of his uh, videos that you can watch and you can learn off of them so props to uh, to Jonas Dubow for making those and uh, rest in peace and I really, I'm really thankful for uh, a lot of people who in the community who are very uh, 
who are very helpful and uh, and have been helping other people, including myself, who who are new and who have been uh, wanting to play the game. It's very it's a very uh, open and friendly community, and I suggest you check them out because you can you can learn a lot from watching them play, and you can make a lot of friends by uh, by being in the community. And it's not age restricted too. Like there's it's like a huge array of people from all different age groups, people my age, people who are like in their thirties, forties, you name it. To summarize, I've learned a lot from playing any Tetris. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, listening off, t- listening to me ramble about Tetris for a few minutes. I certainly had a lot of fun playing this. And uh, I just, instead of you listening to me, what I've done for this month, like, yeah, my progression, I think it was very good. But however, I think instead of getting tips from me, I think you should get tips where I got them from, which is uh, from my people in the community who are experienced with the game. And that's how I, uh, that's how I got really good is by asking around, uh, asking other people how I do some of these stuff. So, yeah. Thanks for listening to my section of the podcast. Uh, next month, I'm going to be doing the same thing, but I'm going to learn a new skill. I'm thinking of doing uh, typing, So, but don't be surprised if that has changed. I want to... I know there's a few things I want to learn, which is like either improving the speed of my typing or getting into Minesweeper and trying to clear it as uh, fast as I can. And as consistent as I can, but... Don't be surprised if, the, if any of those two change or I'm just doing something completely new or completely different. And I hope that you have uh, seen my... Pro- hope you uh, have uh, enjoyed listening to my progression and I'll uh, see you next month. Thanks for that, Josh. I feel very enlightened. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so up next we have... We have Emma Douglas and Jenny Butt interviewing a foreign exchange student from Germany, Kiana. And they're going to talk about her life in, in Germany and how, like, I guess, cultural shocks and stuff. So stay tuned. Hey, guys, it's Emma. And it's Jenny. And this is our first time ever behind the Viking voice mic, which means that you've never had the privilege of hearing our lovely voices yet. And today we have with us another voice you may not have heard before, and that's our friend Kiana. Hello. <laughs> so, where are you from, Kiana? I'm from Germany, and I'm an exchange student here in Canada. So, how did you hear about doing an exchange program? Uh, I found, like, three years ago, a YouTube video of a girl who did an exchange here in the U.S. And I started watching the videos, and it's I find it really cool to be able to get to know another culture and learn another language with it. So I got more into the theme and got I uh, went to some kind of evenings where they introduced organizations and how you can do that. That's really cool. So do you guys like study English there before you came here or did you start like really working on English once you knew you were going to come to St. John's? Um, no, I started learning English in first grade. It's like you need to do it in Germany. It's it's part of the education. So you can't really um, not do it, you need to learn another language. Yeah. Um, is it common for students in Germany to go on exchange programs, or? Uh, there are a couple of students who do that, but I don't think it's like 
a huge thing. It's mostly like small exchanges in Europe where because we always need to do a third language. So and then they're mostly like smaller programs for like two months or three weeks. Yeah, third language. So that's already almost an answer to the second question. But how is the education system different in Germany compared to St. John's? Yeah, so we have a lot of more subjects. So we don't have every day the same subjects. We have 13 and then they're... (laughs) 13. (laughs) Yeah, they're like over the week. So the main subjects, English, math and German, we have them two times a week and every other subject mostly once a week. That's really cool. Um, and what was the biggest cultural shock so far you've experienced? I think it, those are the streets and the trucks, like the big cars. <laughs> it sounds a little bit weird for everybody who lives here for a long time, but in Europe the streets are a lot smaller and you I never saw a truck before before I came here. So. Like a like a truck that like just you buy and like families drive, that kind of Yeah, those kind of wow. things. I, I never saw it before, like just from movies but not in real life. So our cars are definitely smaller and also the streets. That was a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. So now that you've been in the exchange program for a little bit, you know, do you think you'd recommend doing something like this? Definitely. It's, it's, it's a cool experience. It's probably what every exchange student says. You, have, uh, you learn another language, you get to know a lot of people. Sometimes it's a little bit hard, but you, you, you grow with your personality because you need to solve the problems on your own. So that's the thing that grows you a lot. Yeah. Yeah, like physics are the thing that is I'm most interested in and I really enjoy doing in Germany. So I did there a small program for girls to get to know like the science jobs. So there more girls into it. That's awesome. So it was really great talking to you, Kiana. It was great to get a chance to interview you for this. Thank you for doing this with us. Thank you for having me here. (laughs) It was great. Thanks. That was a very great interview. Thank you guys. Very enlightening. Next up, we have none other than Sophie Brosnan coming up with another one of her crash courses. Uh, this kind of segment happened on the podcast last year and is happening in this year. So take it away. Hey, what's up, Vikings? It's Sophie here, and I'm back with another crash course. I figured there's no better way than to start off the year with something simple yet very important. How? do you write an introductory paragraph to an analytical essay? For this, you'll have to know what a topic sentence and a thesis statement is. To be quick and simple, a topic sentence is a singular sentence at the start of your intro. It states the topic of your essay right off the bat for the readers. Secondly, we have a thesis statement. Now, these aren't necessarily mandatory depending on the essay you're writing. However, it is very helpful. A thesis statement is the underlying message of your essay or your idea. Now that we have covered our main components, let's chat about what the purpose of your intro is anyway. An introductory paragraph can do many things for the setup of an essay, but for our purposes, it is a very useful tool to us because we can use it as almost a guide to our assignment. 
After you state your topic sentence, in comes the main points you'll cover, the body paragraphs. It is imperative that you do not begin your analysis or argument in the introduction. As any of my past English teachers will tell you, I'm not innocent in that regard. So trust me when I say I speak from experience. The last thing you will require for your introduction is your thesis statement or your transi transitional sentence. A big aspect of writing essays is coherence with your writing. This means that you need to use transitional phrases to go from section to the next. If you were to use a thesis statement, it would also work well as an ending to the introduction. This is because it is almost always an imperative statement which requires further elaboration down the page. In truth, you can think of your thesis statement as the reason you're writing the essay. You can almost always pick it out of the question your teacher assigns you. So theoretically, if you did all this, you would have a solid start to your essay. That's pretty much a quarter of what is being marked by your teachers. If you adhere to this crash course, Gonzaga, English teacher department will be celebrating. Have fun writing. Hello Vikings, I'm Link, and today I'm going to do a review on the classic movie Scream. This will contain spoilers, and I'm going to talk about acts of violence, so if you aren't comfortable with that, uh, you don't want to be spoiled, I suggest skipping this segment of the podcast. But, if you're still here, let's get started! So some background information on the movie. Um, it was released on December 20th, 1996. It was directed by Wes Cavern. The budget for the movie is $15 million, but it made upwards to $173 million USD. And the genre of the movie is a uh, horror comedy, and it plays on its own kind of horror movie tropes from uh, most of the movies that were released in that time period. So a basic synopsis of the story itself it starts out with the killing of Casey Becker and her boyfriend, Steve, and it causes a disturbance in the town of Westboro, California. From then, we meet our main character, Sydney Prescott, um, her boyfriend, Billy Looms, and the rest of their friend group, which includes Sydney's friend, Tatum, uh, Billy's friend, Stu, and their other friend, Randy. Throughout the movie, um, there's a lot of different <laughs> events that occur. There's more attacks that go on through, uh, mostly to Sydney herself. Uh, but there's some other people that get uh, killed in the crossfire. Most of the events that happen happen in the second half of the movie, and they occur in uh, Stu's house, actually. This is where most stuff goes down. So after all the attacks, the school shut down, and Stu decides to have a little party of his own. So they all go over. And that's where we see Tatum die. We see her brother get stabbed. We see Randy get shot. We have a lot of people who just did not come out unscathed from that incident. During this, though, we do find that the killer who's been terrorizing this town, and specifically Sydney herself, has actually been not only her boyfriend, but her boyfriend and his friend as accomplice this whole time. So it turns out that uh, throughout the movie, they tried to pin Sydney's dad for all of the crimes that have been happening, uh, for the fact that Sydney's mother, who is now deceased, uh, was having an affair with Billy's father, and that caused his mom to leave. So in retaliation, he lashed out at Sydney, killing her mom a year prior and trying to kill her this year. At the end of the movie, um, Sydney defeats, I guess, Billy and Stu with the help of a local news reporter and her best friend's brother, Cobb. Now, things I liked about this movie. Uh, it is a horror comedy, and so the comedy is genuinely funny. I laughed out loud at multiple points. I enjoyed all the references that they put in there, and I thought it was a really nice twist on most of the 
classic horror movie slasher kind of genre stuff that came out, especially around that time where most of it was just kind of playing on gore factors. Uh, the ending was very satisfying, I felt. Uh, even though Billy's one of my favorite characters, I hated seeing him die, but it felt good for the story. It felt good for the plot. And uh, I feel like it, like everything in the end kind of tied together, especially with finding out that not only Billy, but Stu was part of it the whole time. I thought it was actually really cool. Um, all the characters in the movie were very human-like, which I find in horror movies is kind of something that gets lost with the plot sometimes because most characters are kind of, they have like one character trait. It's like they're really stupid or they're really pretty and then they die and that's it. But they, all of the characters in this movie seemed like they could be genuine people and it was really nice being able to see that. Uh, another factor that I really liked that they didn't do was have Tatum just like die without fighting back, which is what happens in a lot of horror movies, which they'll immediately go for flight, they'll run, they'll get caught and they'll die. Uh, but when she did finally get caught, she did die, which you know, it could have been better, but I, it was really nice actually being able to see her fight back in a scene like that. Uh, and with that, it wasn't a complete bloodbath. Uh, from things I saw outside before I saw the movie the first time, I was really expecting it to be a lot more gory and such, but it, it really wasn't, it, which wasn't what I was expecting, but it's what I enjoyed out of it, which is good. All, and all the casting choices were excellent. Uh, I felt like all of the characters, or the actors, sorry, really played their characters well. Uh, and that kind of goes hand in hand with them feeling like real people, which great part on that. I chef's kiss. Um, and it's I, I really do feel like it's a movie that sticks out for a good reason. It's a classic because it is. It's enjoyable. It's funny. It has good writing, good characters. So I don't really have much I dislike about the movie. But if I had to pick stuff, it would be that Tatum died because I loved her. And I when I saw her actually fight back, I felt like. In that moment, she kind of just deserved to live because she's better than everyone else. Uh, the big twist at the end of the movie, when we find out that all that stuff happened with Billy's uh, dad and Sydney's mom, was really nice. But I feel like I would have wanted to know more about it. Probably not beforehand, because it was a good twist in that it happened when it happened. Like, we find out why he's doing all this when he does. But... I feel like when it was revealed, it would be nice to get more on it or just to find out more about his childhood or anything like that. Because I enjoyed his character and I felt like they could have done more with it. So some fun facts about the movie. They had to refilm Tatum's death because she actually slid right through the garage door in the first shot. Uh, and so they had to they had to staple her shirt to the door in order to make it look like she was actually stuck in it because she could just fit right through without any resistance oh at the end of the movie um when sydney gets away from billy and Stu, uh, and she's hiding there's a scene where she calls them on the phone and <laughs> um so Stu picks it up and he's talking to her or whatever and billy comes up snatches the phone from him and when he goes to like in a way give it back he throws it at him and he accidentally hits him which wasn't supposed to happen but they kept it in the movie anyway because it was funny it was originally called Scary Movie that ironically now is the name of another franchise and the whole purpose is putting a comedical twist on all these horror movies, which I think is kind of funny. Uh, overall thoughts? Genuinely, I love this movie. I've rewatched it too many times to count at this point. It's a problem. Uh, but it is very, very well done. I'm not a critic in any way and I'm completely biased. 
<laughs> but my personal opinion on this, I would give it like a 4.5 out of 5 stars. Deep down, I want to give it a 5 out of 5, but I know I shouldn't. So I'm not going to, but I think it's what it deserves. But classics are classics for reasons, and I think they've earned all of the fame that has come from it. Wow. Thanks, me for that uh, super cool segment of mine. It was great. I know. It Thank you. Lincoln. I, I, I love what I do. It's for the people. Who else would it be for the dogs? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> that's the end to the first podcast of the year. You know, if you liked it, tweet about it. Post Say, about it. Yeah. Tell Hype us. us up. Hype us up. Come visit me in my psych class. Don't do that. Doctor would hate it. Doctor would not be very happy about that. But, but you know, if you want to put a face to the voices, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we'll be back in probably a month with another episode. So, so you know, look out. Can't wait. Listen to Danny Blackmore on the morning announcements to figure out when. All right. See you guys later.